Kaprizov shoots it deflected right in. Peter Angelo save rebound. Stasty stopped by Peter Angelo. I don't believe that save. Even as Peter Stasty, he can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him. As Frankie Sparkly, now that maneuver there to stop and rob Peter Stasty. He should get five to ten for that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tendy Talk. I am your host Joe, better known as Washed Up Goalie on social media. I said welcome to another episode, but this is a continuation of last week's episode. This week I continue my chat with Essen Gallo of the Bay Area Hockey Repair Shop out in San Jose, California. If you listened to part one last week, you know this conversation is all over the board, but a fun one, even if I was herding kittens trying to get Essen to stay focused. Enjoy part two. It's a, it's a constant struggle, man, because, uh, you know, you know, I'm not even, <clears throat> I won't, th- this last year, people forget San Jose, Santa Clara County was literally ground, ground zero for, um, the, you know, the pandemic, like mm-hmm. we had our first death here. And that person that um, was uh, an arena uh, events worker, like, you know, those those ushers or whatnot and this person worked multiple events like you know like basketball game a sharks game and then sap was the first one i got shut down after that death you know Mm -hmm. and that was i think march 17th was the first day that shelter in place came into play and the cdc literally shut us down and you know politics aside and everything it's been not hockey has been limited here man like i have to drive oh in minnesota yeah, it w- oh. rinks were shut down over the summer, so uh, luckily I live close enough to Wisconsin. We were crossing the river to go play hockey in Wisconsin because they were open. Um, I've been, are you near Madison? Uh, Madison's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive, but we would go right across into Hudson, Wisconsin. That gotcha. was only about 40 minutes for me, um, gotcha. which is, isn't bad because it's 30 minutes to the super <laughs> rink where I usually skate. So it's like, what's 10 minutes more to be able to play? Um, yeah and uh so that was good we can skate now um we have to wear a mask while we're on the ice and you can't arrive until 15 minutes before your skate to get ready which is not good for an old goalie like me who has what is it like seven straps per (laughs) per pad it's like it takes me 15 minutes just to put my leg pads on guys uh oh a lot of the rinks are giving goalies (laughs) grace though (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't envy you like uh, I can't tell you I, I think eight minutes is basically like my average uh, time yeah um, and that includes uh, com- commute because I would just walk across the street to the rink yeah but uh, in normal times for beer league I get there about an hour beforehand and take my time usually have my pregame beer um, <laughs> you know you got got to get ready I think that's the worst part of recreational sports is the um, the socializing aspect of it because hockey, you know, when you're not playing competitive anymore, it's all about the socializing, right? Yep. And when you take the locker room part out of it, it's like that. that's the biggest reason we come out and play is yeah. to be around. the. I say the boys because my team is all guys, but, you know, even the co-ed teams, it's to, to be around the, you know, like-minded people who, you know, it might even just be for 15 minutes after a game, but still. Do you, do you see what's behind me, by the way? All kinds of goalie equipment. It's glorious. Yeah. 
I was supposed to be delivering uh, these leg pads. I just fixed them up for uh, for for you know uh, uh, my one of my customers' kids. He won't let this pad go. Like this is the <laughs> second time I've already refurbished them, and uh, uh, his skates were you know like three sizes too big. But um, I you know it's forty dollar fix. I just realigned the 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 lip of the yeah. top of the the uppers of the skate, and you know sharpen it and uh replace all the straps man little little stuff like that matters dude like, well, well uh, you've seen my pads they're the old yeah. i bought them in 99 i took them you probably know the shop here in st paul george's hockey repair oh of uh, course another I one of you'd those, never ask another one of those legendary shops and um i think it was a year or two ago i just took them in and uh had a few straps replaced and a few seams tightened up and i do want new pads i am saving up for new pads but you take care of them and they're going to last 21 years. I've never had new pads, man. The only thing I, the first time I got like a $300 check, I bought a, a, a Brodeur Heaton Helite 4 blocker, New Jersey colors. Yes. That was, you know, and, and my mom would tell me you should have bought, you know, I would have bought you that web TV when, cause it was $500 at the time when it came out in 95. Mm-hmm. and you know being in silicon valley that's what everybody fucking got my friends got a web tv and <laughs> i played hockey with them but because we're poor i i you know like i had to basically choose but you know like i, I live my life man with very little regret you well, know like uh yeah you know like i'm trying to get through this and you know i i hope i can get out of the you know like uh i can get out of it on the other side because my end game right my end game my being at my 10th year, my, um, my ultimate goal, man, is to kind of, cause you know, like in little increments, I started editing video. I literally have 10 years worth of data. I can just edit and start making videos. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, I started making like, uh, uh, little instructions and stuff like, yeah, I, how to repair sure you, palms and stuff. On yeah. Like, you know, everybody loves watching videos, you know, the ASMR factor of it, you know, and and I can't help myself, but I hate being in front of a camera and I'm still kind of self-conscious about how I talk and I hate my voice and, you know, like, but I'm basically whoring out just to make sure I, I, I keep the sales going because most of my revenue, man, is on is from out of town, you know, mm-hmm. like, but. I designed, I built my website starting 2012 and you had a hand in and, and, um, and, you know, doing the, uh, cause that was in 2017. I think we spent a week in a barn in in Washington state, man, at, uh, at an Island programming the website, you know, nice. it, it was mostly data entry, but that was a week with my best friend, my childhood friend, man, my oldest photo that proves that I'm an actual sharks fan in 94 was at the, <laughs> santa cruz beach boardwalk and i'm wearing like like almost the same exact hat yep but it's uh it's a baseball cap you know not a flat bill yeah um uh, like a, a neptune's kingdom like inside one of those photo booths you put a dollar in back in 94 and it would give you like those pictures um but my love story if you were to ask me if the sharks and the devils would ever meet in the finals they came close they came really close 2011. Yep. It would have been. It would have been the Kings. It, it wouldn't have been the Kings. It would have been the Sharks. 
so you know you, you mentioned the social media and that that's how i found you um and you you alluded to it. you're very active there uh and and i gotta guess that leads to a lot of your business um but you've got a personality yeah. on it too you're not just very you're not dry like here's what i'm doing you you bring your personality as, as you've shown here as we've been talking today you you convey that in those videos and i i love it uh, <laughs> i i know uh i i think most people do too uh most people yeah so did, did you start it with the idea of this is going to help my business and then eventually you're like this is kind of fun at the same time how much of a because some of the stuff i do it's how much of a fool can i make of myself before people are like enough already <laughs> uh, yeah i you know I, I think i was seven years old when i realized I, i'm a little weird a little different eccentric <laughs> um uh, my birth certificate when i saw a copy of it with some of the medical uh, with some of the medical reports that was on it it literally says uh, six month old diagnosis uh, uh infant shows shows signs of mental retardation <laughs> And uh, this was before autism became like a, a thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, 1980, like the, the, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, conceived right after the Miracle on Ice game, I guess. So um, <laughs> that, 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 that game didn't even air in the Philippines, man. Um, but, you know, I, I guess in a way, I'm, you know, like uh, when you come to my shop, you're going to get that, that like, Mighty Ducks, Hans versus Jan. Jan is better than Hans, by the way. You know, from Mighty, Mighty Ducks <laughs> yeah. too. But I think he had better personality. I mean, dude, I can break that movie down and, and make fun of Gordon Bombay, dude. Like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, oh, uh, yeah, I would, I, you know, I guess mixing popular culture, uh, curating really crappy hockey movies, I can rank all top, all 69 hockey movies ever made. Yep. You know? And yeah. uh, anyhow, but I just try to get people to know me because there there are obvious ba barriers, man. Mm -hmm. You know, not being white. Um, people always ask, like, you know, like, who's the owner? Like, how did you get in this business? And and oftentimes, too, you know, um, because I've spent so many nights, like, you know, like uh, I, I must have spent at least a year worth of all-nighters you know just trying to do work because up until 2015 man i started doing this in 2011 i had a i had a full-time job up until 2015 and i didn't go full-time when i quit that until i quit that job mm -hmm. um so you know i was i was like burning the candle on both ends and saving up and um every every single bit of money i made from that 20 dollars, and i bought that coho 560 you know, in a parking lot off Craigslist, man, I, you know, I, I, I my grandma found my old sewing machine, uh, sewing kit. I didn't, dude, I was hand sewing repalms for three years, dude. I didn't buy my first sewing machine until like 2014, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, dude, it, yeah. Like, so you talk, you want to talk about paying your dues. Yeah. And working out of a garage, working out of your car, making house calls. And before we got on our Zoom, I got reminded of how I got started because I would literally make house calls, man. And, you know, I'm on my way to Tahoe. I was supposed to be there by now. But 
because I, my grandma, I take care of my grandma too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was supposed to leave at seven o'clock this morning, but she needed me for some stuff. And I had some work to finish at the shop and mail some packages out. And uh, another pair of pads with the, uh, the double bagging, like, like you showed on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the burrito bag. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> dude, like, you know, like people, I think people are more surprised that I don't act professional. Especially when I'm like commenting on, for example, you know, like, you know, you're an influencer when you don't comment on your own threads, right? Yeah. I don't think I can ever be that guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not only a facilitator, I also want to be a participant. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't put it out there if you didn't want to have the discussion. No, that's how much I love this dude. Like, uh, you know like in the corporate world dude people would say passion but um i guess i was just an asshole because you know the corporate world is designed so that it was be pc and stuff but dude i came from you know a hard knock life like you know played yeah. football and you know like i understand how hard life could be from someone that just wanted to play hockey like mm-hmm. someone that just that's that it, it to simplify everything that we just talked about and everything good in my life, man. And my identity as a a Filipino American is everything hockey and connecting that with everything, connecting with people, uh, people that are not blood related to me, but I consider them family. You know, the, uh, the, if I were to die today, I know my legacy is that there's dozens of people out there that I've directly mentored or, or they have a skill or they know something about hockey that most people don't because they mm-hmm. were in my shop. They either work with me or, or, or they've taken something apart and then I would like mentor them and, That's you know, awesome. teach them hard work, you know, and, um, and, you know, also like solutions to, you know, simple problems, you know, like, uh, dude, like I grew up near a landfill in the Philippines. It's, we call it Mount, Mount, Mount landfill. It's literally like garbage everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I always, you know, when I walked inside Georgia's hockey repair in 2015, um, uh, we went, we got, we got, we went, got drunk across the street. There's like a bistro bar. Yeah. And, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it's old town St. Paul. So everything's yes. walking distance. Right. So I walked in there. They had no, you know, I like, I didn't introduce myself or anything, but I was just shooting the shit with them, you know, like a yeah. regular person, you know, and then my, uh, my Midwest accent came back, you know, like uh, my ch- my childhood Midwest accent came back, and I, at some point in my life, man, like I, you know, the analogy I have being the only hockey shop in California is like a, say, an astronaut that's swimming in the middle of an ocean. <laughs> you know, like I'm a dime a dozen yeah. in Canada. You know, you go to a shoe repair shop in the Midwest, Minnesota, East Coast. Chances are they know how to fix hockey yep. equipment. That's you know right. what I mean. I take my stuff in Chicago as the local shoe repair guy. Yeah. Also played hockey and is like, yeah, I know he's going to take care of my stuff. So I got to ask this too: If you've been yeah. since you've been to the cities, have you been to Strauss Skate Shop? No, I've only heard of it, but yeah. you know when well, I go coming, back, you'll have to check it out. Uh, you know, it's yeah. I've been here uh, twenty years now. It's maybe ten minutes from my house. I've not once been in there. I drive by it all the time. It's right by one of the Chipotle's I go to, but yeah, <laughs> I've not Chipotle. Been oh yeah. my God. 
yeah. well, you know, the, the uh, God, Chipotle. Do you have Jollibee yet? No. Do you know what that is? No. <laughs> no. It's uh, it's like uh, it's the McDonald's of the Philippines. Okay. All right. They have the they have the Happy Bee as their mascot. So in the Philippines, they would have commercials of uh, of the Jollibee uh, mascot fighting Ronald McDonald. <laughs> And then at the end of this commercial, it was like 1990. I think it was 1990. Ron McDonald would throw his shoe at the, at the B. Oh, funny. Yeah. So I, I know you're trying to get to Tahoe here. Um, and I, I typically end my episodes with a list of 10 rapid fire questions. But before I yeah. get to them, I want to bring yeah. one thing up. Not only yeah. do you have the shop where you repair the equipment, all that great stuff. Um, but you put your art background to work every now and then specifically in the playoffs and you come up with some great one-off t-shirts prayer candles and that kind of stuff oh my god yeah when did you come (laughs) up with the idea for the prayer candles and uh how much do people love them (laughs) well you know just like any regional stuff it only um it's only liked by people who have a shared interest right yep so uh, (laughs) um it took me 16 years to get my divorce finalized. <laughs> and uh, um, April 23rd, 2019 was when I finally got my divorce. Oh, boy. And, and um, yeah. And so in that time frame, it's still fresh. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 I try to look at the positive stuff. And I even, like, went to Golden Gate Bridge. To throw the ring, I even took a video of it, like throwing a ring, wearing the mm-hmm. hurdle delivers. You know, this was already after the hurdle de- uh, hurdle delivered on a promise. But do you remember the uh, the the overtime, the the comeback, the miracle yes. against Vegas? You know, the the worst that 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 goes down as the worst referee plot in any sport. Yes. I think absolutely. You know, because the Sharks didn't get away with any calls against St. Louis because St. Louis. You know, like the Sharks did not get any calls, man. No, no favors, no nothing. Not after they were, that. Dude, no, that could have been a Sharks Stanley Cup run right there, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I have, you know, you know, I like fart jokes, you know, I'm, I'm a guy and, you know, pre- <laughs> I, I have a pregame dump and change hashtag I've been using since 2013, and, you know, but just like any idea, I have a million ideas and none of them have taken off yet because I'm still broke as hell. <laughs> You know, but I just consider them fun. I have yeah. a tip jar. I have a tradition to where I don't, I put a goalie in there and then just the tip. And then I do a cutout to where they have to literally score in a goalie and, and give them kind of like a, an, an enticing feel to want to put money in there. So like, you know, so right, right now I'm still stuck on Bennington, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Before that it was flurry. And then, you know, using my art skills, like all these, I, as soon as I got divorced, like kind of the creative juices came back and then, you know, we got the Vegas and the Sharks. So I drew um, Jones and uh, and uh, the Knights Gila freaking that's the worst, ugliest freaking, you know, Gillas are actually like cowards, right? They never fight. They usually would yeah. fight. But they're, they're highly poisonous, too. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's uh, there's humility in knowing I can kill you. So yes. get the hell away from me. I'd rather not be non-confrontational. Yeah. But yeah, I drew, you know, I drew that. I sold a, you know, sold some shirts, broke even. And then the candles, going back to the candles, I keep, I have ADD too. Uh, I just got, <laughs> di- I got, 
I got diagnosed in 2017, but I knew. I've always known. Yeah. Yeah, you I, know. I haven't gone to get tested because I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it only it's only becoming an issue because my health's kind of like failing me, like last, you know, like last year, a bunch of health issues. Um, but you know, I, I like um I, I knew between my concussions like right now like mri results like they don't know what's wrong with me like uh neurologically so there's uh the you know the brain's not firing on all cylinders anymore and um um what was i talking about the the candles the, the candles. <laughs> sorry i'll get there okay so you know I, I have those dollar store jesus candles yes and um that night that the sharks did that come back because they were down like three goals right and yeah. then you know and then you know the third period happened five minutes thing my buddy nick mcgee who is uh the uh he's he's in broadcasting he's the he's the uh play-by-play guy at the time for the fresno monsters okay right and he was there with us he we were doing live bro- you know we were doing live facebook whatever um and he he let let me take over while he had to go to while he had to go to Walmart and to go get some batteries for his microphone or something. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, while I was still live broadcasting on Facebook, I was using my phone to FaceTime him while he's inside Walmart to grab batteries because <laughs> Walmart's like a mile away from the shop. Yeah. And we, we all started screaming because they scored two quick goals, right? Well, he's in Walmart and he got all people looking at him, you know, and most of the people working at that Walmart, one of them was my cousin. They're all Filipinos. They don't know hockey, whatever. So he yeah. gets back to the shop and that Jesus candle was lit the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, just before it ran out of wax, the Sharks freaking wins it in overtime. It literally went out like 30 seconds afterwards. It's like it did oh, its job. Good. And, being Filipino, uh, Catholic, you know, like, you know, Christian. And, yeah. and, and I was holding on to that candle. I got superstitious, you know, like goalies are superstitious, right? Yeah, yeah and, and I'm Irish Catholic, so I get it. So, yeah. I mean, my, my childhood best friend, Joey Hurley, he's my oldest American friend here. You know, we're still friends to yeah. this day since we were 13. And we became friends two days after Tupac died. That, that's crazy. Before. My neighbor growing up, uh, Mike Hurley, was my best friend. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> same last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And so, yeah, I started making uh, um, non, non-denominational, uh, like, candles. Non, uh, <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Uh, non-offensive, like, non, you know, um, yeah. whatever. But um, every single... Candle has some kind of artistic like style to it, like when Pavelski died on the ice, yeah, like he was being held. I, I kind of made it look like a gothic type of painting, like you know, uh, and yeah. then Brent Burns made it look like Mesopotamian art, you know, using some of my art history knowledge. And you know, I sold okay, like they're a dollar. I, I bought 200 of those at a dollar store when I got an order for 150 of like the freaking Chara. I had the Chara one with yeah. Marchand. I yep. even have a tiny Marshawn one and they were, they, uh, dude, they were looking at me like, like what the hell is this guy doing with 200 candles? And you know how heavy that cart was? Oh, I can I broke, imagine. I broke 20 of them just getting it. You know, every single dollar store has those like rubber stoppers out the door. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, like, dude, like, using, you know, I have like laser jet printer, everything that I do, like, like a uh, water resistant sticker paper. You just yep. print them out and put them on there and slap them. I sell them for like $3 a piece and make a little, you know, profit. And, you know, well, it's, uh, it's fun. One of my coworkers lives in San Jose and is a huge Sharks fan, so I'm gonna have to send her to the store to get her. Hey, bud. Uh, sorry, her I'm candle. To, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I have to put you on speakerphone for like because I have like five percent battery left. Oh, no worries, no worries. So, can you hear me okay now? Or I, I sure can. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, uh, what was your story? You got cut off. Sorry. Uh, one of my coworkers lives in San Jose, and she's a huge Sharks fan. So I'm going to have to send her to the store to get her prayer candles, because I, I think there those, you go. I think those are up her alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, non-scented, non-denominational uh, PC candles. Yes. Well, because you I, know the ones you see. I, I don't know the if the ones the with Marshawn are. Yeah, I don't, uh -huh. know if the ones, I don't know if the ones with Marshawn on there are uh, non-offensive to some. Well, it'll all be <laughs> offensive to uh, to Callahan, right? Because it was the licking one. Yes, yes. Uh, I was just listening to something the other day that he was on there, and he was they were asking him about that. And he goes, at first, I, I didn't even think of anything of it until I got you know to my phone, and it was blowing up, like people talking about it. Yeah. So, all right. So the, the 10 questions I like to end every episode with, uh, first okay. one, what's the craziest coaching moment, uh, you witnessed during your playing days, you know, where a coach just loses it. Uh, our first day of practice, uh, when I made that midget, uh, hockey team. Yeah. One of the, one of the, one of our coaches, right. We have like uh, a grandpa of my teammate. Um, and then the head coach, I kid you not, I can't remember his name, but he came out on the ice and all I could think about was Chris Farley's figure skating routine on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I kid you not. And he didn't even say anything yet. As soon as he comes out of the ice, I start blabbering and then made me run uh, ladders. He made me skate ladders. Couldn't stop laughing. And I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> so that was my first 10 minutes of practice was doing ladders, man. Nice. I, there was one practice. So in Illinois, they had instituted a new rule where every coach had to have a background check, um, assistant coaches and all. And our coaches were new and didn't know about it. So they didn't get it done in time. So we had a uh, fill-in coach while they served their like one week suspension uh, and I have hearing loss from when I was a kid, nothing drastic, but enough. Oh, I have hearing loss now from all this, all the concerts I've been to, man. Yeah. But so I'm down at the one end and the coach blows the whistle to get everybody to come together. I honestly didn't hear it. So yeah. the whole team's at center ice and I'm just, you know, in the net doing my own thing. And then finally he's like, get over here. Well, and I get up there and he's like, didn't you hear me? Are you deaf or something? And I was like, well, a little bit I am. And he's like, that's not funny. And one of my teammates is like, uh, coach, he uh, really is. <laughs> <laughs> then he felt, because he's like, don't be some kind of smart ass. Are you deaf or something? It's like, I can't, bam. It's like, but you are right. I am a bit of a smart ass too. So you're, you're not entirely off point. Uh, oh, man. So next question, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? 
Oh, that's a tough one. Because I always think of era, right? Mm -hmm. It can't just be one ultimate. But if you were to ask me uh, Jerry Cheever's mask. That's a great one. With the stitches. Yep. Yeah. You know, because of the story and uh, the backstory, because I I always related to art. It, it, It reminded me of this one painting. Uh, the um, we'll get to that later, but yeah, my favorite I think my favorite mask would be uh, Jerry Cheevers. Yeah, he, he's somebody I'd love to get on the uh podcast to talk to. Not even yeah. about his mask because he played in an era that uh, most hockey fans can't even comprehend today. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, less than a quarter of goalies at the time when Cheevers went on to play with the Bruins, you know. They look like pretzels, right? And yep. he was using a, 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 a basically fiberglass, and he was he was literally the first goalie that started designing masks. Yeah, you know, so that was well, that, kind of like kind of like Patrick Waugh revolutionizing the game with his butterfly style, yeah. right? Well, the, the fellow in Detroit had the the wings over the eyes. That was the first time there was a de- design. But yeah, Cheevers was the first one that was kind of known and noticed and kind of took off that. Yeah, fired up. I mean, the joke would be, you know, Terry Shawchuk literally had his face fucking painted every time he took a puck to the face. Yep. Yeah. You know? uh, so the next question: What's the your favorite rink that you've played at? Favorite rink? Oh man, I'd have to say still uh, Toyota Sports Center in L.A. Man. Okay. Um, where the Kings practice? Yep, that looks so like this a was cool 90- place. This was yeah, and they had they had th- I think they had three rinks already at that time. It's by the airport. I got invited to like a development camp, you know, and uh, that was like my first time there. Um, and you know, they were doing drills and stuff, and I stopped all my breakaway drills, and that was fun. And then my mom was actually there, like you know, because uh, I didn't want to drive my beater freaking Suzuki Samurai, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Samurai doesn't go 65, bro. <laughs> no, and if it does, it's shaking the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned that place has three rinks. Have you been to the super rink when you're in Minnesota to see the eight sheets of ice they have at that facility? I have not. It's I, it's something else. That, I that's, have not. That, I would say that's my home rink because that's where my uh, – beer league team plays out of but they're yeah there's closer rinks to me but that that's where i do most of my skating i mean dude you know you have one of those like horizontal freaking escalators at the airport that you need to uh walk in right yeah yeah um, no but dude like yeah I, i'm like you know like hockey here in california is not where it's very I'd niche to be a part of yeah you know i've never touched the cup man and you know people have been telling me if you get an opportunity to become an equipment manager somewhere in NHL or whatever down the road when you're older, would you do it? I'm like in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, the joke among equipment managers, man, is that, you know, Dana Hines is like the exception because he makes time and he actually enjoys sharing, but he's been kind of MIA lately, but you know, they're, they're like the unsung heroes because they're not marketed to be rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're, they're the grunts. They're like teachers. But the par- the players know how important they are. And yeah. The players have the appreciation. Yeah. I, even when I was in college, I mean, we didn't have a true equipment manager because I was playing division three. Um, 
but our coach who took care of all that stuff, yeah, he, we, we all treated him a little bit nicer than the other coaches just because he was the one that sharpened our skates every night and made sure they were good. He was the one that made sure, you know, if there was a palm that needed to be uh, replaced, he took care yeah. of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You're right. They're the unsung heroes. So what's your favorite stick that you've used? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, um, it's got to be the Sherwood, uh, the PMP series, man. Okay. Yeah. And um, my, my number two is the Helite 4 Brodor, the black one. Yeah. Did, did you see um, the Penguins the other day? They all used the Sherwood wood sticks at practice. Oh, dude, my jaw dropped. I'm like, yeah, I still don't know. Like foreshadowing. Yeah, is I don't know why they fight? did it, but I, I, I wish they would go back to wood sticks. Bro, if there wasn't if there wasn't COVID, I bet you Canadian Tire would air freight a bunch of PMP 5030s and keep it, keep it, you know, um, keep it kosher and make everybody play with freaking wood sticks. Yeah. Last year, when my daughter said she wanted a new hockey stick for Christmas for the backyard rink, I went to the store and I bought her a Sherwood Featherlight, and that's what she uses out on the the rink in the backyard. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that is awesome. So, um, go on. No, no, no. Yeah, let's keep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Number three would be uh, the five fifty, the pot bin. Okay, that was a good stick. I used some of them in college. We still had some left over. Um, I, uh, Halak Halak is a hoarder. I had six of those pot bin and, and Halak bought them all. Oh boy. (laughs) He goes to my eBay once in a while and buy stuff. He was, uh, he was my, he was my third NHL client, uh, uh, customer. That's awesome. That he's fun to watch too. That's for sure. He's He's got a really nice guy, man. He's got some style too. Yeah. Well, (laughs) him and I would back and forth because uh i made that video the puck puck removal video yes for him <laughs> because he's notorious dude the guy has so much ocd he's notorious for using magic eraser almost after every single game oh boy and uh we, brian's he he's uh he should get a he should get a free set for every 20 sets that he buys <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh <laughs> <laughs> so what what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Oh, youth hockey memory. Oh my god. Oh, hold on. Um hockey workout, man. Like like I fixed a lot of the rental gear, you know, in between mm-hmm. like working. My biggest my, my only regret in life, not getting married too young, not dropping out of school was not having anyone take a picture of me driving the Zamboni in between games with my goalie gear on. <laughs> I have the same thing because when I was in college, I was one of the uh, three students allowed to drive the Zamboni by our uh, head of maintenance. And yeah. I had to clean the ice between our practice and the women's practice. So I got out of wind sprints at the end of practice, ran to the locker room, took my pads and my skates off, and then drove the Zamboni with my breezers, my chest protector, and all that stuff <laughs> on every single day. Um, oh, th- my God. This was pre-social media. I mean, if there was a cell phone, it was a Zach Morris brick phone. You know, it's like, <laughs> so no, nobody ever thought to take a picture. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. 
Because yeah, I've said know, several times yeah. I would like that. Like we're, I think we're around the same age, but yeah. you know, back then we stayed present in the moment. You know, like not everything had to be documented, yeah. and people just took our word for it. And you know, yeah. the, the the greatest moments in life are are are, are shared memories. I think. Yes. You know, and well, when when we get together with old teammates and stuff, what do we do? We tell the same stories over and over and I'll be darned yeah. if they don't get better every time. <laughs> hey, remember remember that chick Benny? She would always go to our games and then, you know, like we Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's funny you say that cuz uh I graduated high school in 1999 and really a lot of me and my teammates we've done an alumni game or two, you know, right after we graduated, but we haven't skated together really since then and I'm trying to get the boys back together for a tournament in Madison this summer, just so that yeah. we can, you know, sit around and have a few beers and reminisce the old stories. And <laughs> I, I sent a text out to, you know, the whole group and right away, everybody's like, yeah, yeah. And there, and then the st story started even, even over text. It was like, you remember that one game when we got into that fight with those Swedish kids? How could I forget? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know, it, but you know what, dude, you know, travel hockey's for life, man. I only got to play youth hockey, travel hockey for one season, but mm -hmm. I always carry those memories. I still keep in touch with most of them. You know, we lost a couple of them, you know, they, they're no longer with us, but yeah. you know, like you witness, you, they have their own kids now. I'm probably the only one that doesn't have my own kid, you know, and uh, I find myself borrowing other people's kids, like hockey parents' kids to like mentor, you yeah. know, and you know, it's it's hard to engage today. You know, today's generation in something that was vocational, mm -hmm. not twenty years ago. You know, yeah. Like going back to Urbe, I was drawn to him because there were videos of him fixing gear in the bus trips between yeah. roadies. You know, and yeah, I was like, I know how to sew. His pads yeah. look beat up. Well, he, he's an equipment manager's dream because he keeps the cost down, you know, an equipment manager at the end of the day, they're business managers, you know? Yep. Well, when I was talking to Eddie Belfort and asking him, cause he was legendary for tinkering with his equipment. He talked about tearing things apart to see how they were made. Oh dude. Oh dude. He would sharpen his own freaking yeah. skates. Yep. He, yeah. he didn't trust other people to do it is the story. But goes. dude, you know, that same competitive you know, like you look back at his history, he wasn't drafted because he's probably like really radioactive as far as like someone that you cannot groom, you know, because yep. you got to act a certain way. Right. But yep. eventually people like, say, Theo Fleury or, or um, Martin St. Louis, that's another issue for another day. You know, your competitive nature, the fact that you are good enough to be in the best league in the world, you'll get your shot eventually if you keep going at yep. it. Well, and that's what Bell, that's what Ed Belfort is to me, I think. And it's funny because and he played hear, till he's 42. And you hear the stories of Mike Keenan, but he yeah. loved playing for Mike Keenan because I think there was a sense of Keenan understood, like, hey, I, I've got a competitive drive. I might not agree with you, and I'm gonna give it back to you, but it's because I want to win as much as you do. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you know, if I were ever, if we, if you and I can come up, uh, if we can collaborate on something, we can, we can connect the dots and the patient zero would be the miracle on ice game. 
what you know like what that game actually meant not just in the world of hockey but the world oh god yeah um i I love history i mean under this desk here is all the books i've read and from about here down is all history uh so you know people talk about diversity like world series yeah it's mostly you know like latin americans and you know americans yeah and a few canadians and a few Canadians, yeah. And basketball, you got Greeks, you know, some yeah. Europeans, but mostly Americans, right? Yeah. But just because it's mostly white people, people forget that these hockey players, we have the most diverse group mm-hmm. of professionals playing in the sport, right? Absolutely. You know, I, soccer is still the most commonly played, but it's it wasn't till recently until like Europe, you know, like the uh, the. Uh, What's that league in uh, in 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 the UK, the Premier League? Yeah, to where they, they you know they, they they're now starting to import more players from other countries. But before you know, for the longest time, it's a boys' club. It's yeah. only you know people love playing in the UK, Scotland, or whatnot. But yeah, dude, like hockey, the the, the biggest challenge with hockey is accessibility and play, right? Yes, you know, and, and you have these diversity coalitions now with Evander Kane and stuff but it's still focused on the black and white aspect of it you know like you know if we were gonna do like a Dave Chappelle I'm trying to be as PC as I can without being offensive remember Dave Chappelle's race draft you know like Matt Dumba's half Filipino his mom's Filipino and and, you know Bruno Mars is half Filipino and people forget the first non-white NHLer played 11 years before Willie O'Reilly did. He only played one game for the Rangers, but, you know, he was a Canadian from Alberta. It was, uh, and the reason why he didn't become like an ambassador or wasn't involved was because he had to go back home and help his parents run their, uh, their thrift store, grocery store. Mm-hmm. Did I go off topic again? No, because it's not like we really have a topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no. let, let, let me look here at the questions and see where we're at. So the next question is one you'll probably have some good ones. What's the uh, best chirp you've heard, either directed towards you at a teammate, whatever? Best chirp. Oh. oh my God. You know, it's actually not a hockey chirp, but it was in football. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, your mom's pretty hot. Is she single? <laughs> <laughs> oh funny uh and, so yeah <laughs> i mean yeah inside i was laughing but i can't show that because my mom is literally behind this kid <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so my, my mom has got me in a lot of trouble because she's a looker you know beautiful and she's a complete polar opposite of me as far as like presentation and 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 you know like she's she tried to send she's like the original freaking kgb trying to censor me you know because i am who i am and i tend to be embarrassing i'm not your typical you know obedient filipino kid you know uh, right. uh, my grandma hates she does she still doesn't she's still not convinced that i'm the owner of that shop she can't wait to meet the owner of the shop someday <laughs> She only thinks my success will come with seeing me on television, just like anybody in the world, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that sad? 
No, because like I work in marketing. I, I'm a digital analyst. My yeah. dad was a firefighter. My sister is a nurse. They have very traditional jobs that they understand. Yeah. My dad's like, what do you do? And I try and explain it to him. He's like, I don't get it. You know, <laughs> finally, finally, the one day he goes, do you enjoy what you do? I go, yeah. He goes, and you can pay all your bills, right? I go, yeah. He goes, all right, I'll stop asking what you do then. <laughs> no, you know, I, you know, parents rule, right? I, I don't think I'll ever have the pleasure. Dude, I'm going to be 40. I don't want to be in my 60s if, you know, if my, uh, if I ever have kids and I watch them graduate when I'm barely gambling on farts, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, but, you know, it would be a shame if I don't have somebody to pass on what I know because everything that I've accomplished in life that's pretty much meant anything to me are hands-on, right? Mm -hmm. And my, my, my hands are on its last legs, to be honest with you. Like, um, I went through two years of treatments because I had, like, MRSA on my hands, you know, like, viruses, and I had, like, warts, dude, and I have permanent nerve damage on my hands, and it hurts to freaking cut Genpro these days, like, the last three years, man, and um, I'm not as fast as I used to, you know, and and I I had six employees last year before all this COVID stuff went down and I'm a one man show ever since. Right. And mm -hmm. right now my main priority is making sure I keep my landlord happy. And, you know, I've pissed off a lot of people this year. Like I've, I've come, come up short, you know, the problem with me is that I set my freaking standards so high that my 5.0 um, did not go down until last year. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? And then once that once that seal breaks, man, it's like it's like Boucher's shutout streak. Once <laughs> once that shutout streak ended, he was bad for a while. Yep. Yeah, I get you that. Know, or but he bounced back. That that's the thing. He did eventually bounce back. Yeah. Remember Patrick Laleem's rookie season? He got yes. he he was undefeated in like 16 games. Yes. And we all thought that he was going to be the next Patrick Wah, and he was wearing the white and black warts ads, remember? Yep. And then before you know it, you know, I mean, he, he did pretty well in Ottawa. Yeah. You know, wearing those 14-inch freaking Sherwoods. Yeah. And his time <laughs> but, in Chicago uh, was um, unmemorable. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, one of, my one of my dreams is to do, like, a restoration show, you know, like, like, you know, talk about like all aspects of, of, you know, like how it's made is groundbreaking. I love watching that show, even if it's yes. a rerun, man. I just love having it in the background because my, you know, because my communication skills did not allow me to make connections with other people. Like, you know, I was, I, even though there's six of us, like siblings and stuff, I was the only child up until I was eight. You know, like mm -hmm. my brother, I did not meet my brother until I was uh, eight years old and he was already one because uh, my brother Luigi uh, is born in, in, in California and I didn't meet him until he was already one. And then, you know, he got shipped to the Philippines for a while and I helped raise that kid like he had he had a natural knack for playing defense, bro, but he didn't stick with it. He didn't like the skating part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he, he just, uh, he was a Marine, he did two tours in Afghanistan, and uh, he's a Marine Corps, and my, my bloodline's background on my mom's side 
is basically, you know, uh, my great uncle, my grandma's, uh, I'm totally going sideways here. He fought World War II with the Americans and he was the first one from my bloodline that came to America. And then my dad's side, they're basically mostly farm workers, you know, like in, mm -hmm. uh, in Central Valley here. Okay. So I'm going to get us back on track because uh, I've taken up so much of your time. Um, what is... No, the... dude, I'm on your time, man. Like, um... So what is the worst post-game beverage you've had? Usually I ask beer, but I, I don't know if uh, you're drinking beer these days. So what's the worst post-game beverage you've had? Post oh, I have to think about this for a second. <laughs> um... Oh, man. Warm beer. I agree. That's the warm pabs. The, the uh, wa warm pabs beer in a can, man. It tasted like zinc and aluminum and and and, and rotten eggs. <laughs> That's probably an accurate um, description with uh, notes of leather, right? <laughs> yeah, with with, uh, with with notes of of, of gently used horsehide leather. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, um, <laughs> go ahead. Yes. When you when you tape a stick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? It's the complete opposite of Brooks and Dunn, which is my favorite country music band. It's it's toe to heel. Okay. Why why do you go toe to heel? Because of the curvature in the blade, because I go past it, because mm -hmm. I'm a cheap bastard. I, I go all the way to where the bend ends, to where the, the blade becomes the paddle. Okay. Uh, my, my reasoning for that is, you know, when you're when you're making a kick save or when you're propelling the puck to the side, the, uh, it tracks. And you always want the extra layer to be above so that there's a flow. Mm -hmm. And then you want to run the puck on it. You want it to uh, yep. you want it to compress as close as you can to the, you know, you want to flatten it. See, now I take my stick that far as well, but I, st I go heel the toe because I find making that transition up the blade is where I, if I'm going to make a mistake, that's where I make the mistake. So it's a lot easier to start over if I'm mm -hmm. starting up here than if I'm starting down there. Um, that's, that's an interesting uh, take on that. Yeah. Um, Did but you I, use a, a 13 lie or a 14 lie? Uh, I'd have to look at my so the Belfort yeah. is a, I think the Belfort is a 13 lie. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I and, think it is. And dude, and it's got that extra curve. You yeah. ever notice that compared to other, you know, it's got that perfect arch, dude. Like, yeah. It, you know, and that one, it's like you do the curve and then it starts the curve that way too. So you, you got a couple planes you're dealing with. Uh, yeah. so, so when you're playing, what's your favorite number to wear? Uh, uh, it's always been 30, man. Um, like, um, while Urbe, like, um, piqued my interest, like, you know, got me going. It's always been Brodeur for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being the Belfour fan I was, I always, um, I always thought Brodeur was a little overrated at the time. And yeah. then he kept playing and played in three different decades. And I, I kind of retroactively looked at him, you know what? You were better than I gave you credit for in those early years. <laughs> you, you know, um, 
You know, you know, I only have one argument for uh, Brodeur because it's not his numbers. It's not um, his records, right? Although he's got pretty interesting records, but he was durable. And you know why yep. he was durable? I'm still mad at him for freaking playing for St. Louis, but yeah. whatever. Um, he was durable because early on in junior hockey, even though it wasn't the popular methodology, because everybody was playing freaking butterfly, butterfly, butterfly. Yeah. He, he understands, you know, you know, like when you understand your own body, mind, yeah. body, spirit, yep. the way he moves to make a save is what makes him different because he's not robotic. No. He's, His he's reactionary saves are, yeah, it's not, it's not like a drama queen, like freaking Hashik, you know, but his body movement complements his anticipation and his reaction to the play. He's probably one of the smartest goalies that's ever played the game. Like Dryden mm -hmm. is the smartest goalie, I think. Yes. Yeah. Dryden, game. Dryden is special. And um, I, I think younger goalies, it should be required reading that they read the game to understand how, how different and how special he is to the position. Um, so my last question, it yeah. actually dovetails nice with mentioning Ken Dryden is what advice do you have for young goalies? Mm, God, I don't think I've ever been asked that question, but to, to put it simply, know not just thyself, but thine own gear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh no, my God, I'm going to put that. I'm going to carve that into a freaking wood. That, that's going to be the next uh, prayer candle, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's non-denominational. Not, it's PC, so it's going to be a, a chant candle. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like, like it. like that? Yeah. Okay. But, but it's good because, I mean... I, I had the discussion with goalie gear nerd too, is the gear should complement you as a player. So that means while CCM gear is right for player A, it's not right for player B. So you have to understand what works well for the way you play. That's why I yeah. know when I ever upgrade to modern equipment, I'm going to struggle because I've been playing in equipment that was made for a different era. Yeah. Or a different dude, way of like, playing. You know, yeah. Dude, I've seen, I, I see goalies that buy pro return gear, but they're five, four and they can't yep. fit into pick her, pick arenas pads. Yeah. You know, it's... you know, or, or, um, or, you know, it, it's a trickle down thing, right? Um, in the nineties, they tried making gear for women. Like this uh, CCCM went back to that. Right. Mm -hmm. They failed miserably the first time, you know? Like putting a breastplate on John Brown, like you know, chest protector. Mm -hmm. Like John Brown was hands down was toe to toe with um with with, with Brian's. I thought, yeah. you know, Kirk McLean and and um uh, uh, kept Vaughn in business because they were like the team to beat in the nineties, right? Until Rangers, but Pavel Bure, right? The the yep. penalty shot. But um, dude, you know, I I can go all day, man. Like hockey like i everything good in my life and my mission and me my way of giving back to
to to this sport that's given me so much is is passing on what I know, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully make enough money and and pass on what I know to people that are that want to work. Because dude, it's not for everybody. It requires work, man. It, it mm-hmm. you know, it it will it will it's it's you know, it's not a it, it, it wasn't a passion project for me. It literally was survival, you know? And right now, 10 years into it, I'm still in survival mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sucks. It, it sucks to have to create your own opportunities in life. Um, you know, I've never been the kind of guy that gets first dibs on anything. I had to earn everything that I got, man. And mm-hmm. I wasn't as talkative now as I was back then. I had the quiet game going. <laughs> but uh, I find that know. hard to believe. I, dude, I, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I'm this cool, I'm like, no, I was mostly an alcoholic back then. So people thought I was fun to be around, you know, but mm-hmm. now I just try to be as authentic as I can. And because I'm trying to be as efficient as I can, because I don't have that much time in the day. Like I literally try to break it down mm-hmm. by numbers, right? Like how much time can I spend with a customer? Um, like, it's scary sometimes like how I know you your skates don't fit you just by looking at your feet and the skates yep you know and wisdom is not cheap man it's the most expensive virtue in the world is wisdom yeah well what what was it Yogi Berra's quote when he uh broke in with the Yankees I forget who his predecessor was uh but he said he taught me his experience yeah and You know, my, my dad, like I said, he was a firefighter and there was an old saying in the fire industry to listen to the older firefighters so that you become one yourself because yeah. there's that experience that they've learned. And if, if you just shut your mouth and listen and observe, you're going to absorb some of that knowledge in some way. Yeah, man. yeah you know, my, my dude, um, if I can finish this off, like, uh, yeah, my my future is, you know, uh, my my uh my high school how old are you I'm, I'm 39 how old are you now i just turned 40 oh you're yeah. just ahead of me belated yeah yeah you're I, 19 you're a 1981 baby too huh yes i am or 80 are you 80 81 january of 81 gotcha um nice march 24 baby same birthday as madonna um all right <laughs> if i can get back to my point is that yeah um, vocational education, you know, trade school or whatnot, you know, hockey service shops, like what Mighty Ducks tried to popularize in their movie is that they, you know, it's a, it's a sustainable job, but there's such a gap between what's expected of the current and future generations, right? Like go to Mm -hmm. school, do the road pave, and then not everybody can be first round draft picks, right? Right. You know? And dude, you know, statistically speaking, you actually have less of a chance to make it in an NHL unless you're a legacy, you know, because you got these legacies that, you know, they know how they know who their contacts are. They know who to contact and they get more exposure that way. And Mm -hmm. of course, biology, right? Um, Sans, Phil Kessel, he's (laughs) a biological anomaly. We can talk about Phil Kessel's biological anomaly. Yes. Um, but, you know, dude, it's a skill set that can be taught, you know, and, and and get your hands dirty, man. Like, you know, there's so much gear that gets thrown out and wasted. I can't tell you how many dumpsters I've, I've, I've d- dived into. More than the Sedin twins ever in her career on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, dude, 
yesterday. I, I think I sent you a photo. I had a car full of free hockey gear and I scored. Yep. Um, it's more like a loan, but I got like a, a, a Wissota skate sharpener. Oh, $2,000, 911. Yeah. So I'm going to refurbish that. And I got like some graph skates and then like some free speakers and then like some helmets, mm-hmm. you know. And if, any, if anybody can find free stuff or giveaways in the Bay Area, people donate stuff to me all the time. And I'm donating about 80 pieces of gear that I can squeeze into my car back here. Um, That's amazing. To, so Sky Tavern, um, it's 9,000 feet up in the Sierra Nevada. Um, it's 20 minutes north of where the game is going to be. In about an hour. It starts at noon, dude. Oh, so it's starting about now, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I missed <laughs> out. I was supposed to be here. I was supposed to be there yesterday, but you know, priorities, right? Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, tonight we're playing there. I'm donating a bunch of gear and then meeting the director. It's basically like a volunteer base, like ski resort, and they have mm-hmm. an actual hockey pond. Oh, cool. and tonight's their last night. Awesome. Yeah, well, man, and uh, I'm I'm hoping I can I can meet Clint Malachuk at the new Reno rink. He's oh, uh, the director cool. over there. That'd be very cool. Yeah, well, my friend, I've taken up way more of your time than I told you. No, I- dude, I'll let you go. I appreciate your yeah. oh shit two hours. That's all right. I I like that. Um, in fact, the one of the recent um episodes I recorded, same thing. It went two hours because it was good conversation. So I just split it up into. Two episodes, which is awesome. Um, wow. I'll just Part one, part two? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry about the editing portion of this. It's probably going to be a nightmare. No, I, I I don't do any editing. I just, uh, a little bit oh at the end, God. a little bit uh, at a little bit, a little bit at the beginning and the end when I, uh, you know, say my hellos and goodbyes. But hey, Essen, I appreciate you hopping on. I mean, for those that aren't viewing on YouTube, uh, Essen's been driving and sitting in his car this whole time. Uh, so uh, he, he went the extra mile. So uh, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm the best Asian driver that I know of. And, uh, <laughs> See, <laughs> I, was, you, uh, I was a lawnmower champ, lawnmower racing champ in Missouri. You can say those things. I can't. Uh, before I forget, where can uh, folks find you on social media? So if they do have equipment that needs to be repaired, they know where to send it. I want to apologize to George's Hockey Repair because I kind of took their Hockey Repair moniker, but it's at Hockey Repair <laughs> on, uh, on, on, on Twitter and Instagram. And my website's HockeyRepair.net or BayAreaHockeyRepair.com. And you can always find all bar content with the hashtag Agic which is uh, just magic with pads, basically. Yep. And, and I'll put links to all of those in the uh, show notes as well. And don't worry because George's uh, isn't on social media. So I don't think- Yeah, dude, I, uh, I tried contacting them. Their websites, like they, they've been trying to rebuild their website, but something's screwy with it. Like I told them I can help them if they want yeah. it, but you know, but shops like his, those are traditional like, shoe repair shops that yep. that diversify you know i mean dude i can go all day about like the history of of, of upholstery saddlery leather work mm-hmm. and how sports borrow from other things or you know like industry borrows from other industry yeah, right absolutely yeah. yeah i i love going into george's though and like you said i've taken my equipment there um 
But to your point, I don't wait until I have a game. I wait until I have a couple of weeks off so that they have time to work on it. And God forbid, if somebody calls me looking for me to play, I have a few goalies I can reach out to and say, hey, I need to borrow your pads tonight. Because <laughs> it's a lot easier to do that than <laughs> hey, bring them into the repair shop hey, man, and say, before, I need them for a 5 p.m. game. You, know, you can caption this, you know, uh, don't mind the ADD, but this is a super <laughs> ADD episode, I guess. That's all right. Always. And my last joke is uh, in, the, in the Philippines, ADD means always disco dancing. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I want to see you disco dancing. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Hey, for good money, I might actually sing My Way by Frank Sinatra finally because it's like the number one Filipino love karaoke yep. song of all time. Yes. But I'm kind of like a hipster that way. I would never sing it. Right. You, Maybe you for a fundraiser. You don't uh, want to play you don't want to play into the stereotype, right? Yeah, you know, don't pigeonhole me, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, my friend, thank you again. When you're in thank town, you. let me know. Uh and maybe yeah. we can meet up uh and have some fun. Thank you, sir. All right, have fun in Tahoe. But all right, thank you. Uh, have a good night. Have a good day. Bye, bye now. So that was a long chat when you combine the two together. It was fun to finally connect with Essen, though, as we've gone back and forth over social media and email for quite some time. I hope you enjoyed the two episodes as much as I did. Be sure to follow Essen on social media at Goalie Repair or BAHR Sports or Hockey Repair on Instagram. That's right. He's got three different profiles there. You can find him on Facebook at BAHR. HRS on Twitter at Bay Area Hockey Repair, all one word, and YouTube under Bay Area Hockey Repair and Sharpening. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Washed Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washedupgoalie.com for some great hockey related content. My Beer League hockey video highlights, that is when I get on the ice these days, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the shop link on my website. And don't just browse, make sure you purchase something. If you like this podcast, be sure to give the BLPA Big Show a listen. The BLPA Big Show is part of the BLPA Podcast Network. Uh, That's a lot of BLPAs right there. Either way, it's part of the Podcast Network, and it has a couple beer leaguers just talking hockey and at times, hot topics in the hockey world. Shows hosted by Nick Jones and Trish Dangles and Cara Diabella seems to be an unofficial co-host as well. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or wherever you stream music from. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to as well. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you are a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.
Now that makes sense.